As a woman leader, you are constantly being sent the message to be more assertive and confident. Confidence and assertiveness do have their place, and most times I would encourage women leaders to embrace confidence and feel free to be assertive. However, never is this at the expense of honestly admitting when you don't know. If you don't know the answer to a direct question, I don't know is the beginning of a good conversation. But balancing your confidence as a leader and owning up to a lack of knowledge or competence in a certain area can be tricky. This episode covers how to graciously admit when you don't know and handle the situation in a way that engenders more confidence in you as a leader. If you are new to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, hello and welcome. I'm Jody Flynn. I'm a leadership development consultant, speaker, and author. I am the current president of the board for the Maine Women's Conference, and I have the privilege and joy to work with women leaders to hone the skills and the mindset that allow them to grow into and then thrive in senior leadership. My specialization is working with women who are still stabilizing after their last promotion and those who want to be ready for the next one. It is my belief that for more women to hold positions of senior leadership, there are changes at the individual and organizational level that need to occur. Not only do women need to be trained and coached on how to operate at these levels of leadership, organizations need to change their paradigm of how the work gets done and what supports are in place for leaders to do their job. If we are not already connected on LinkedIn, please send me an invitation to connect. You can find me directly at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Jody Flynn, or you can search the platform for Jody Flynn. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so I should be at or near the top of the search results. And when you go into my profile, you'll see the follow button is prominent, but if you click on the more button to the right, you'll find the option to connect. Click on that and be sure to add a note to the invitation letting me know you're a listener of the podcast. I would love to connect with you and get to know you better. In my 20s, my first few promotions in mutual fund operations were within the area I had the most competence, which was shareholder processing. These were transactions that were, for the most part, initiated by the shareholder. I was trained in this area and I gained a lot of experience by doing. When I was promoted within the group, it was relatively easy for me to guide my team. I had the answers to almost everything. When I didn't know the answer, it was forgiven because they tended to be really odd items that I didn't know the answer to, and I could get the answer through my usual resources. Then, I was promoted to oversee a department I didn't have experience in. I was the manager, but I had never walked in the shoes, so to speak, of the team working in that department. However, this department worked collaboratively with shareholder processing, so my background knowledge was helpful in this situation. What also worked in my favor was my utmost trust and respect for the person who was the supervisor 
of that department. Then I was promoted to lead corporate quality, and I was being asked to weigh in on topics I had no background in. Added to this was the fact that I was the youngest person to be promoted to that level in the company's history. Saying I don't know started to make me feel uneasy, and the so-called imposter syndrome would kick in. This was a reckoning for me. Luckily, I learned really quick that pretending I had knowledge or a competence that I didn't made me look foolish and irresponsible. I had to quickly get accustomed to admitting I didn't know or I wasn't sure. However, in that process, I also learned how to inspire others to have confidence in me, even though I wasn't the most knowledgeable person in the room. There are consequences to not considering or owning that you don't know. You lose the opportunity for exploration, discovery, learning, and making progress. It's more difficult to become more competent if you're not willing to examine your own incompetence. Also, if your assertion of knowledge and competence is called out, you will lose credibility, trust, respect, and influence as a leader. Once you've lost those qualities, it can be arduous to earn them back. That's a pretty steep price to pay. All right, that being said, now we're ready to look at how to graciously admit when you don't know and handle the situation in a way that engenders more confidence in you as a leader. The key to graciously admitting you don't know and keeping your credibility is curiosity. If someone is looking for an answer from you that you don't have, get wildly curious about their question. From that space, admit you don't know, you aren't sure, or that it is not your area of competence. Saying you don't know from a place of genuine curiosity does a few things all at the same time. First, rather than shutting the questioner down, it opens up the conversation. You are signaling you are willing to engage, right? When your I don't know sounds like, I don't know, right? Like the, the way you say it signals that the question has caused curiosity in you and now you're thinking about it and you're open. Second, it non-verbally acknowledge that the question is a valid question and you're willing to help. Even if all you do is send them on to the right person to ask, you have been a help. As leaders, we can often overestimate how much others are expecting us to know all the answers, when in fact, they may be coming to you as a starting place. Now, whether or not the question should have come to you or they should have gone to someone else in the first place is something else entirely. Later, you can reinforce who is the right resource for what, if that's relevant. For now, the question landed at your feet, it's a valid question, and you're willing to help. Third, you are also signaling that you are willing to learn the answer. 
You may not want all the minute details of the answer, especially if it's not your area of expertise, but perhaps knowing more about the subject will benefit you in the future. Remember what I said earlier, saying, I don't know, is an opportunity for exploration, discovery, learning, and making progress. Do you have a challenge to share? There's so much that can be gained by listening to what another woman is going through and to understanding the strategy she will implement to overcome the challenge she is faced with. For this reason, I would love to do more on-air coaching calls on this podcast. If you are a woman leader who's been promoted or taken on a new role in the last year, I invite you to apply to be on the Women Taking the Lead podcast. You will be completely anonymous, so you won't need to worry about anyone you work with listening to you talk about your challenges. Gain insights and strategies to overcome any challenge you've been faced with at work. And the other women listening to your episode will learn from your experience and gain insights that they can use at work. I will say the on-air coaching calls have been some of the most popular episodes I've released this year. They provide so much value to this community. You can find the link that will take you to the application in the episode description in your podcast app or at the bottom of the episode page on Women Taking the Lead. And I thank you in advance for even considering it. Now, let's explore what you don't know, and yet your role requires that you do know. The time to start working on expanding your resources is now. How do you do this? Network. Say hello to people. Get to know them. There will be a time in the future you will need to find answers quick. And the best way to do that is to ask people with more experience and those with subject matter expertise. Always be networking to build good relationships with these people, whether you're networking within your company or outside of your company, it doesn't matter. These people can help you close tricky knowledge gaps better than Google. One or two of these people may also make a great mentor. Whether it's a formal mentorship relationship or an informal one, having, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, elders you can go to is priceless. And, you know, your mentor may not be older than you. I have definitely had some mentors that were younger than me, but they knew more than I did in a certain area. When you are faced with a situation in which you really need to get the answer, go to the experts. Again, honestly admit you don't know, and one option is to add, but I'll find out. Then, think about who in your network has more knowledge on this topic or can connect you with someone who does. That's the goal in the network, isn't necessarily who's in our network, but who are they connected to. By asking for help and advice, you're bound to get better more complete information than you could find on your own. Another option after admitting you don't know is to invite the person who is asking to work collaboratively with you 
on finding the information or answer that's needed. This may be a good opportunity for you and your team member to find the answer together. Something else I'd like to add is that we often assume that we were given our role with the expectation that we already have all the knowledge, experience, and answers that the job requires. Let me challenge that assumption. I would guess that before being given your current position, you were vetted to make sure you had a working knowledge of your area of responsibility. I'm going to go out on a limb here to posit that rather than being expected to have all the answers, the expectation is that you will be resourceful when faced with not having the knowledge or competence that a situation requires. That in your resourcefulness, you will be regularly closing the gap between your current knowledge and competence and what each new situation requires of you. Your ability to be resourceful and to develop problem-solving and resourcefulness in your team goes far beyond the value of you being an expert on a certain subject. Let me say that again, because I think this is really important. Your ability to be resourceful and to develop problem-solving and resourcefulness in your team goes far beyond the value of you being an expert on a certain subject. And as in my situation, The further you go up that leadership ladder, the less you will be expected to be the expert. Instead, you will be the person who needs to know how to manage experts, how to ask great questions, how to be curious and bring the best out of your people. Often leaders get stuck after their first or second promotion because they don't know how to let go of the relative safety of being the expert and stepping into the unknown of developing experts and developing other leaders. Can you let go of being the expert and admit you don't know? If you need help with this, let's chat. And if your last promotion left you feeling unstable in your leadership role, or you are looking to develop into your next role, I invite you to consider working with me. I would love to support you through this transition, help you get your bearings, and feeling confident in your leadership once again. You can find the link to schedule an exploration call with me in the episode description. If you're listening through a mobile device, that link will be in your podcast app. And if you're listening through the Women Taking the Lead website, the link will be toward the bottom of the episode webpage. If you are going to ask your company to sponsor you to work with the coach, there is also a link to access a checklist that will help you to prepare for that conversation. As always, I hope this was of value to you and here's to your success.